God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Here's how I like things. Perfect. It's not too much to ask. I don't think so. House, perfect. Family, perfect. Career, perfect. By the way, all those things, not perfect. (laughs) How I want them, perfect. How they are, not perfect. Right. I mean, I know it's a lot to ask, but might as well shoot for perfect. I mean, that's what Michael Jordan did. You know, that got him the red eyes. It got him six finals MVPs, six championships, two three-peats, greatest athlete of all time. His eyes are so red because every time he looks down in his hands, they're all covered with world championship rings. Yeah. And then makes him cry, and then his eyes get red. Here's what Michael Jordan doesn't have. Friends. Now, he's got a lot of people around him at all times. He doesn't have any friends. Zero friends. But does Michael Jordan have friends? No, No. he just has people saying, yes, Mike. Right. You're right, Mike. Whatever you say, Michael Jordan. Also, I just got one better than you. So, hand over that 50K for whole seven. But... He's, you know, there's people taking his money because he's a gambler. Yeah. Uh, well, allegedly, I mean, you probably know this, but allegedly when he was getting into golf, which golf is what a lot of rich assholes get into. It's like the rich asshole sport. And if you're out there and you're into golf, no problem. This just seems to be what rich assholes do. But, you know, when he first got into it, he wasn't great at it. And you know that some guys who were real good at it and had the Michael Jordan brain were hustling his ass. And then some people think that his father was murdered because of his gambling debts. And people think that his flu game, where he famously won this, some crazy game while he had, quote-unquote, the flu, came out the documentary that he was said it was food poisoning. But a lot of people think he was partying all night in a, in a casino, doing some gambling. Hmm. Deep thoughts on M- MJ. Interesting character. I love him. I do too. Why do you love him? Because he's the greatest of all time. And as a man, I admire GOATs. Because I can relax around GOATs. I don't have to compete with Michael Jordan. I can just sit back and chill and enjoy a nice Coke Zero. And not have to fucking... But talk to me about Ryan Adams. All of a sudden, I'm not relaxed. All of a sudden, your boy B. Schnitty, a.k.a. Thanks Daddy, a.k.a. the original period dropper uh all of a sudden he's tensed up and ready to rock because it's it's fighting time it's alpha dog season and uh the forecast is be schnitty coming in real hard it might make you happy to know that this tour that he just booked one of the shows and i think this might happen with several they're having to move it to a smaller venue due to lack of ticket sales how does that make you feel? It doesn't make me like, I'm not, do you see me crying? Do you see tears coming out of my eyes? Cause I don't feel tears coming out of my eyes and I usually do. <laughs> so I know what the feeling is and I'm not feeling it right now. Right. Look, man, it sucks to be whatever you are. And then, you know, however famous you are and get less famous. It sucks. So I feel bad for the guy. Now I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Was he too famous to begin with? Maybe. 
is your boy B Schnitty, aka Thanks Gaddy, aka the P D period dropper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call myself Master P D. Oh, can't say the word master anymore, so just call myself P D. Uh PD Schniz. It did make me kind of sad for him, but then I also thought, like, well, <clears throat> welcome to the world where it's hard to make anyone care about anything. Another thing I saw is a comedian, I won't say who, because he probably listens to the podcast. Let's face it. Everybody's listening to us now. He got really TikTok famous. Oh, nice. And was able to parlay that into like a sold out club, like stand up club tour. Nice. And he's actually pretty funny. It's pretty good. All right. But he wasn't developed enough. He got TikTok famous. And now what's happening is the algorithms have kind of changed on him. And now no one's seeing his shit. And he's kind of on the internet, kind of whining and begging about that. Like, guys, please like this because the algorithm, I feel like TikTok's trying to get rid of me. And then I'm also watching like the engagement on his posts go down. And I felt that I saw that in the Ryan Adams thing within like 12 hours. And I was like, man, I'm feeling bad for these guys. And then I realized, well, I, I want lots more people to like my stuff too. Boo hoo. Sorry, the TikTok algorithms let you down. <laughs> Go on my Instagram. It's just a never ending list of me crying about how I'm not more famous. Oh, no, it's not. It's just me putting up masterpieces of art for my fans to enjoy. Right. Yeah. Quit whining, bitch, and start designing. Ooh, that's, my, that's a good yeah. mantra. Yeah. Because it's true and it rhymes. Dude, if it can be true and have a little hook in it, Jesus Christ. Well, the important thing is that it rhymes. That is the most It doesn't the have to truth, be true. Truth exactly. is always secondary to rhyming. Truth is overrated. Dude, all those songs by the Beatles, do you think those are factoids? No, they're rhyming things. Are you telling me that Paul didn't see her standing there? He saw her standing there. But maybe not exactly right where he said he was saw her standing. She was probably nearby. But nearby doesn't rhyme. Right. You know what rhymes with hair? Derriere. Are you on TikTok? Ugh, I'm so huge. I've got like 600 million followers on TikTok. Dude, every day I drop something on TikTok and the internet, it's actually cracking part of the earth. Well, I don't know if you're joking or not because... We are at a point in the world where people our age, real artists who've done some real shit, are being sort of culturally forced to hop on the old TikTok to try to compete with people's attentions or whatever. I haven't done it, but some of my friends are doing it. And I'm like, wow. Wow. I can't believe it. Have you ever gone on TikTok? I've literally never gone on it. Don't do it, dude. It is it is like basically shooting up heroin. Instagram has a version of it where they just show videos. And a lot of times it'll have a little TikTok logo in it because I guess people are doubling up on their social media posts. Right. So Instagram to try to catch up because Instagram's going away. Inst to try to catch up to TikTok, they started reels. And so people will post their TikTok videos as reels. That's why they say TikTok. But yeah. TikTok stamps them when you record them on your phone in TikTok. Pretty smart. I mean, I'm sure you've gotten stuck on reels where all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I just spent 30 minutes looking at reels. I I, I don't think I've done 30 minutes, but I've definitely scrolled through the reels because they're obviously tailored to what you like. And for me, it's like a bunch of like pedal board crap, like pedals, 
and guitar gear. And I get sucked into that pretty easy. Guess what mine are? Synchronized dancing. Yeah. Glitch dancing. Yeah. Synchronized glitch dancing. Dude, I get so many of those and I'm like, give me more. Give me more synchronized glitch dance. TikTok. No problem. The other thing it gives me, food recipes. Do you ever do the, they were like whip up a a quick dish in under 30 seconds? Yeah. I, I subscribe to some channels that, oh, but I, I, I watch those in the old school way. Like I actually subscribe to them so their videos get fed to me. It's not like TikTok algorithm stuff, I guess. Here's the deal about getting stuck in TikTok loops. If you are productive, then fine. Do whatever you want. You're a highly productive person. I think there's a lot of people that aren't very productive and now they have yet another excuse not to be and then their whole life goes by and they're like why didn't i make anything i'm like well because you were because you did the drugs do you get the girls with the butts on tiktok loops because i get some of those too they're like hey we do here's my butt boop no who booby doop? here's my butt boop i don't and you're like hmm, that is your butt i'll get like a hot chick plays guitar video Mm, I don't get it. I get zero <laughs> guitar playing. If I get a chick on my screen with a guitar in her hand, the swipe is so immediate and so profound. TikTok's like, yeah, we won't be given any more of those. Do videos. you ever think about deleting TikTok? I've only, I haven't gone on it in, in a couple months. No, because if I have to like, you know, if I have to go into an underground bunker for five weeks and I need to kill five weeks worth of time, I need that TikTok. Hmm. So I, I didn't think about the bunker situation. Yeah. Oh, dude, you always got to keep that bunker in mind. <laughs> if you, where if you're in a situation where you have to go into a bunker, the re rest of the world just keeps making TikToks. You should live your life to where within five seconds, you're bunker bound right. for up to five weeks. It's called bunker mentality. If you're not bunker bound ready. Right. All the time. Hey, that's on you. I think you need to, I think anyone listening out there who's not prepared needs to get bunked big time real quick. <laughs> well, not. No, you don't want to get bunked. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Last thing you want to do is get bunked. But if you do get bunked, you best be bunk ready. That's all I'm saying. I have family members who bought the like pod that you put underground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh man. Dude, if there's a if I have to go live in a pod, your boy's going to Specs and we going leaving Las Vegas, boy. Mm-hmm. It's a party time and then the party the lights out at the end of that party forever. See for me, you're doing Nick Cage leaving Las Vegas. Nothing wrong with it. Won an Oscar. I'm going Nick Cage Mandy. <laughs> oh really? If we get if we get in a bunker sitch. Yeah, you can go. You can go all sorts of Nick Cage. You can go Nick Cage raising Arizona. You can go Nick Cage Wicker Man reboot with the bees. What did he? What is he doing in Wicker Man? I've never. I've only seen the clips on YouTube. Oh well, there's an American the remake movie. of Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. Wicker Man, yeah, yeah. the great with Chris, Nick Cage, the great Christopher Lee kind of kind of the greatest cult movie ever. This cop goes to an island to try to investigate a missing girl. He stumbles upon this crazy cult. And uh, they they did a crappy kind of almost shot for shot American remake where Nick Cage plays the cop. And the point right. is, the cop kind of gets caught up in this world, this cult world, and he starts to think he's going insane. They kind of gaslight him. 
So it's just an excuse for Nick Cage to act insane. And at one point, they put this like thing over his head, like a helmet thing, and then they put bees into it. So all these bees get on his face, and he screams about the bees. It's kind of a famous Razzie moment in cinema. Um, You've probably you, seen it. You know what the problem with both of the lead characters in both The Wicker Man and Wicker Man 2 were? Both characters weren't bunk ready. No, they weren't bunk bound. Had they been bunk ready, they would have probably gotten through that without a scratch. Here's what you do when you go to a remote island to investigate something weird. Pray, and you, pray, pray tell. And then you realize that the town's full of insane people. You just go back home. You just get on the boat and leave. You get out of Dodge. Yeah. The minute somebody looks at you with that weird like, and the music goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go, mm, time to go. And <laughs> The music will let you know exactly what to do. Because you're bunk ready. Yeah. Well, you're bunk bound. You've got the bunk attitude. You got the bunker well, mentality. Again, hopefully you're not bunk bound. Again, last thing you want to be is bunk bound or bunked. But you do want to be bunk ready. You know how I am on a bus. I live in that bunk. And I'm getting oh, yeah. I'm getting on the bus tonight and I can't wait. Everyone's like, hey, we're watching a great movie up here. You want to come hang out? Nope. I'm I'm bunked out. Dude, here's here's what you are. You come out, you spread some joy, yeah, make some jokes. Get everybody feeling good about themselves. Get the bus driver feeling good about himself. Nobody, nobody's talking to the bus driver except for Clinton Wells. Uh, you're talking to the guy that nobody likes in the band. You're making him feel good about himself. Uh, you're making sure the artist is everything's kosher by not really talking to her, but just a- acknowledging that she's the boss. And then, bye bye. Like a ghost, like a ghost during the brightest part of the day. No Clinton. Where's Clinton? Oh, do you see that tightly festooned bunk? Do you see <laughs> do you see that small bit of light shining from inside of it? That's Clinton Wells. Well, now I don't even do the first half of what you just said. <laughs> I don't emerge I don't emerge at all. We just did this tour with Luke Combs and every apparently the story every morning, because they had these big parties at night. And every morning everyone's like, Where were you last night, man? And all my band guys are like, everyone asked about you. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. It's going to have a mask in forever. Because I won't be making it. And if I do make it, within 40 seconds, I'm taking a fake phone call. And I'm out of Dodge. You you and me toured together for, I don't know, 47, 48 years. In that entire time that we were marching across the continent. And when I say marching, I mean driving a bus across the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm going to give you the exact one guess to tell me how many parties or after show party situations, not including situations on the bus, but anything that was off bus involving parties, people, <laughs> any, how many of those did Thanks Daddy B. Schnitz, a.k.a. The Big P.D., a.k.a. Colonel whatever. How many of those did your boy make it to? All of them. <laughs> and by all of them, you mean <laughs> none of them. Zero of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, did, not going. I didn't really get it then, but I get it now. I understand. There's no reason. There's no if reason. You're not, if you're not drinking and you're not trying to meet a lady, there's no reason to go. Those are the only two reasons. And those are valid reasons. I had no, I did not have either of those reasons. 
Oh, is there an is there an art exhibit there? Are they showing the latest Avengers movie there? Oh, they're not bunk bound. <laughs> Well, let me tell me if you would have been interested in this. So the Luke Combs camp have a whole room filled with instruments, and then their late night parties just become jam sessions. I would have done that. I would have done that in a second. That sounds that sounds like fun. People just call out a song, and then you just play it and sing it. Oh no, I wouldn't. I don't know any songs. I'm just making up songs. Oh, call out a song, and I'll just make up a song with that name. Boys of Summer. Boys, 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 the boys, boys of summer got the summer tans. They got the summer jammies, and I'm in my ham works. Everybody, come on, let's party, party, jam, jam, boys of summer. Hey, bitches, fuck off. <laughs> well, you definitely didn't make that up because that was exactly like Don Henley's <laughs> feel good hit of the summer, the boys of summer. I mean, I could fake the melody and then add some cooler lyrics well you just did congrats that was really good uh <clears throat> i decided to write my song this week about you dude you did write a song about me yeah it's called bag of shame <laughs> <laughs> i liked it it made me laugh oh, which was boy. funny dude so the phrase this week for the song club is burger king and I'm listening to all these songs. I'm like, I think there's an actual Burger King musical where the Burger King falls in love with the Dairy Queen. And, but because they're two different, you know, giant fast food corps, uh, they really can't get together, sort of like a Romeo and Juliet style story mm-hmm. that ends in tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I think the songs that everybody wrote would like actually. Like there's enough tonal difference in all the songs to make a musical. Well, there you go. New project. <sighs> Believe me, I thought about it and I was like, oh, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder if I can get a Burger King costume online. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Dude, if I can, 100% I'm going as the Burger King this Halloween. Well, I, I guarantee you that on Amazon for probably $35, you can get a Burger King outfit. I mean, I want I want to look exactly like the Burger King in the commercial. Well, that's going to cost you a little more. That's probably going to cost you about two hundred dollars minimum. I'll pay up to five hundred dollars for that costume. I think if, if that's it's exact. I think if that's your budget, I think you, your chances are really good. They're really solid, dude. If I saw the Burger King walking around on the street, that would make me happy. Remember those really strange commercials where, like, you'd wake up in bed and the Burger King was just in bed with you. Dude, every single Burger King commercial with that Burger King head where it's all plastic <laughs> and it doesn't move, they're all weird. <laughs> yeah. Whoever came up with that, congrats. I know. It was a good little moment, wasn't it? That guy's long gone. Yeah, and they're cheap. Like, you can make them all day long. What, the you commercial? Said, yeah, you just have that guy peeking around a corner. Done. What's the commercial? Oh, you're eating a burger and then the Burger King's peeking around the corner? Done. Imagine, like... I think it's a great idea, but I also like surreal, strange things. I right. like, I would, if they were like, hey, Burger King's going to do a like David Lynch kind of campaign of commercials, I'm the guy that's like, yes. But you can't, I can't imagine most of the brass at Burger King were loving the weird guy idea. The other ideas must have been so bad. How did those commercials get made? How did those get pushed through? They seem like an insane dream. I, I mean, all the great commercials are an insane dream. You had the Kool Aid Man. A giant picture of Kool-Aid breaking down walls going, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Have you ever given a kid pure sugar? That's they what it's become like. The, they become the Kool-Aid man. Right. Oh, my God. What did I, I My daughter had a sleepover, and, oh, they're at this place called Urban Air, and I got them a thing of cotton candy, and they just started eating this cotton candy, and then they became, like, literally, like, cartoon characters. Their eyes were just like, boing, 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 boing. <laughs> They got the sugar crazies. Is that like a bouncy house, like a bouncy place? Yeah, it's like trampolines and then those sponge balls that you can jump into yeah. and climbing stuff. and The foam lines. pit. Yeah, it's all the things kids love. It's also a giant germatorium. And <laughs> sure enough, my, my daughter's been sick for two days after she went there, but she's getting better. Our whole family's been sick for like two weeks. Well, that's the thing about families. You get sick and everyone gets sick, period. Yeah, I'm just waiting. Me and Laura haven't gotten sick, but we're just waiting for it to happen. Matter of time. Just a matter of time for the boys of summer. (laughs) You would have fit in great with that. Yeah, I don't know. I would have not enjoyed listening to people do covers for very long. But if I was just up there jamming and making up songs, I'm good for half an hour of that. I ended up on the keyboards. And I did like two songs, made them funny. And then I got out of Dodge. And I was told that they all did that for like six hours. That's too long. (laughs) It's too long. Again, what you're doing there is you're drinking and you're getting high. Yeah. If you're getting high and drinking, you can do anything for six hours. But if you're sober, 30 minutes. And then it's, then you're bunk bound. Well, one of the reasons I mentioned the boys of summer is that one of the other guys, I won't not in my band, but there are three bands represented here. Uh, we saw him the next morning. <laughs> he was looking pretty rough, and I wasn't there. But uh, one of my guys goes, hey, man, how you feeling today? He was like, oof, buddy, not good. And he goes, well, man, you killed Boys of Summer last night. <laughs> and the, the look of complete shock on his face. He goes, what? He's like, I played Boys of Summer? He's like, yeah, you sang like every word of it. And he was like, I don't know Boys of Summer. And he's like, well, you sang and played all of it last night. And just the look of like, he was just not present for any of that for a long, uh, for a long time. I remember those days by not remembering them at all. <laughs> I was about to say, you were probably told about those days. Man, back when I was like the last probably four years of my drinking, pretty much every day I would wake up and I would just start calling people. Hey, do you know what? Like I would just call the last person I remember seeing. Sometimes that was two in the afternoon. Sometimes it was six. Sometimes it was 10 at night. Because I had no idea how I got home or what I did. And I would just call them hoping they knew. They'd be like, hey, uh, remember when we went to the restaurant last night at 10? Do you know what happened after that? They're like, oh, yeah, you went to the bathroom. We never saw you again. (laughs) Oh, okay, thanks. That doesn't help me at all. Because I, I woke up at six this morning outside of a seven <laughs> eleven. <laughs> so there's a few there's a few hours missing. There's this comedian chick that I follow and she's sober now that she has like you know, blackout stories and she's like, Oh yeah. She's like, I used to like come out of blackout banging on someone's door, don't know whose house I'm at, and don't know why I'm mad. Like I don't know what's gonna happen if they open the door. I don't know where I am, but just banging and yelling at someone through a door. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've woken up in somebody's house and then no idea what their name is. And then so I just go to the mail hoping (laughs) 
that it won't say resident, that it'll actually have somebody's name on there. But then, I mean, this is back in the day. So lots of times like roommate situations. So then you're like, even then it's a guessing game. Wow. See like you see like Rebecca on the mail and you're like, Hey Rebecca, what's up? That's my roommate. Oh shit. Well, that's so, weird, buddy and sorry, pal. Miss- you always got buddy and pal in your pocket. Sorry, pal. Hey buddy, thanks for letting me crash last night. <laughs> no, this be a chick. Anyway, buddies and pals. Yeah. Hey Rebecca, that's my roommate. I mean, hey pal. <laughs> pay- <laughs> hey, pay pal. I confuse you with pal. <laughs> uh uh I'm seeing into the future. Yeah, those were fun times. It doesn't sound very fun to me. I really enjoyed myself. The problem with me was the uh, the 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 next day was always the problem. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I had some I had some scenarios, but luckily, it, here's the good news: I'm not violent, so I never like hurt anybody. Um, and I went out of my way, like I never drank and drove, thank God. And, uh, I wasn't a big drug guy, so I wasn't, it wasn't like I was doing drugs or stuff, you know, so there was very little I could get in trouble with. Now, have I had a knife held to my throat? Yeah. Have I had a gun pointed at my chest? Yeah. Yeah. This morning. Uh, did I wake up in a in a hotel lobby in Florence, Italy, completely buck naked at six in the morning? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, was I happy about any of those things? Not really. But did it make me an interesting songwriter? Yeah. Well, time flies when you're having fun, and we got to skedaddle. But I I do want to hear in the Secret Weekly about the Florence, Italy naked lobby, and what, I want to know what your next. Have I not told you that story? I must have. No, and I need to know what the next two to five hours were like after that oh yeah okay so if you want to hear that story we're in the secret weekly it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash letters i okay you can basically give us five bucks a month it's like buying us a cup of coffee it supports the show helps us make sense of it and it's where we tell deep dark secrets about being naked in italy and we'll see you over there peace ciao that's italian (laughs) 